I'm a part-time rock star. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 252. I'm your host, Brett Bueller. Today we have on Chris Gooden from Lovesick Loner Car out of Ashburn, VA. I first came into contact with them uh, through a mutual friend, uh, John from The Slang. I would uh, describe their sound here uh, a little bit uh, like Gaslight Anthem or any bands of that era, indie rock sound. Uh, they say that they derived their influences a bit from Death Cab for Cutie and Bush as well. Uh, they just dropped a song. It's called Whiskey and Women, and I featured it on this episode. So if you like it, definitely go find them on all the socials or Spotify or any of that stuff, wherever you stream music. Uh, in our conversation, we talked about uh, a lot of the usual rock and roll subjects, you could say. Sex, addiction, songwriting, relationships, suicide, and uh, creativity stuff like that so definitely an in-depth and fun interview and uh, whether you're friends or fans of Chris yet uh, hopefully you enjoy it and uh, get some entertainment out of it wherever you may be listening in from but uh, yeah wherever you're tuning in from hopefully you're doing well as we're moving through winter here and uh, hopefully you're still getting some gigs uh, during famine season as we like to call it in personal news and notes, uh, I don't have too much going on on the Hall of Truths front. I will be acoustic at Jimmy's Seafood in Dundalk in Baltimore this Saturday, the 17th, 6 to 9. So if you're in that neighborhood, feel free to swing on by. I'll be in there singing all the hits, all killer, no filler, of course. Uh, yeah, but other than that, uh, some things that I normally mention is that uh, Part-Time Rockstar Productions is going. If you're looking for a music video or something like that, we can definitely hook it up in 2024. Uh, the sponsor of the show is Truly Strings Guitar Shop at Laurel, Maryland. And uh, there's also shirts for this show on Shopify, and there's a link in the episode description if you're interested in one. But yeah, uh, other than that, uh, if you'd like to help us out, definitely find us on any of the socials or drop a rating or a review or something like that on the podcast itself. Without uh, too much further ado, we'll get to the conversation with Chris from Lovesick Loader Park. put in touch by john from the slide yeah cool yeah he's the guitar player or one of the guitarists slash keyboardists in the band okay yeah so i guess we can get into that um i know john from the slang but more tertiarily from the hangar studio um the guy there named felix runs it who you might know um maybe not yeah i just started yeah um I just started chatting with him just about recording drums there at some point. Okay, cool. Uh, but I don't know him yet, or, you know, I haven't met him, but yeah. well, text like. Yeah. Great dude. Yeah. Known him for a while, and I do all my recording there personally. So um, it's a cool spot that he's built. Yeah. 
Yeah, it looks awesome. I haven't gotten to go there yet, but all the mics and all that jazz, like everything yeah. looks cool. I'm sure it's, I don't know, an awesome studio. So I'm pretty pumped to go there. Hell yeah. Where are yeah. you? Uh, where are you currently? I'm in Ashburn, Virginia. Right on. Like uh, Loudoun County. That's what's up. So, yeah. I'm kind of yeah. in like the Howard County area in uh, Maryland. All right. I saw Baltimore or whatever on the, uh, I guess, yeah. on your email. Like that. I, That's cool. I, I claim Baltimore, you know, even if yeah. I'm not always directly in it. <laughs> it's gotcha. uh, it's easier for your windows, your catalytic converters, uh, and, uh, you know, things like that. If you're kind gotcha. of hiding in the burbs a little bit. But mm. I don't know. You, uh, so you have a band too, right? Like you've got some kind of project going on. Yeah, I call it the Hollow Truths, and that's again kind of how I know Felix and John. And the podcast okay. was just like an extension of that. I wrote a song as a joke one time called "Part Time Rockstar," and uh, I was like, "You know what? That should just be a podcast. Why not?" So here we yeah. are. Yeah, I heard John. Uh, he was telling me about his experience with it. He said he almost got canceled by a girlfriend or something like that. Yeah, he said the the funniest cancellation story, and I should say that he technically canceled himself. But if yeah, he, if he didn't tell you directly, um, basically he was going on Tinder or whatever he was doing yeah. and going on dates. And since he's you know uh, got super top secret job or whatever, doesn't want to tell anyone about it. The only yeah. digital footprint that he has online or had online was that episode, other than his band, I guess. Interesting. Yeah, so he's got. I like, haven't gotten into. It. Oh, Sorry, I haven't go gotten into it with him about like how top secret his job is. I mean, I know he's you know kind of in the government or whatever, but I don't know to what extent. No, I mean, so. I'm just. I shouldn't even say that. I'm just messing with him. But yeah, he, he just doesn't. Yeah. I don't know what he does. He just he doesn't have a uh, digital footprint <laughs> like most of us idiots out there with 14 Instagrams and um, yeah, <laughs> you know he's he's. There's a funny story with that. When we first started the band, I was saying something about Instagram and Facebook because I deleted my Facebook like two yeah. or three years ago. And then finally, you know, we're on Instagram and stuff and going through all that. John sent me a text message where he was like, yeah, um, he's like, because of the restraining order, I can't be on Facebook anymore. Yeah. And I was like, OK, I'm like, what? what? You, you know? know, and then he, he came, came over, over here, here to record. I'm like, I'm like, dude, what, what, what is going on? Like what restraining order? He was like, oh, that was a joke, man. Like he had me going, like, I don't know. I wanted to yeah. have the full story, you know, but he, he messes with me a good bit. He's a funny dude. He's a very perverse and dark sense of humor, which is why I feel yeah. like even more encouraged to mess with him all the time. So it's definitely, um, <laughs> I don't know. He'll probably be upset about this episode. But we'll find out when I send it to him later. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I think he just sits around and giggles. But yeah. <laughs> who knows? I'll show you. Uh, I mean, well, it's a podcast, so people can't see it. But he made yeah, a picture of. Uh, I sent this picture of me in this dumb hat, and uh, and he sent this out to the band. The. <laughs> it says yeah. the. It's on Instagram. It says the Blair Witch Project, but he's funny, man. We have a oh, good yeah. time. Yeah, he's, it's he's, been cool. he's a good dude. So I'm not uh, trying to whatever. 
But the uh, the nuts and yeah. bolts of that story, he said, was effectively, you know, the dates were going more or less well, I think. But yeah. at, at least a, a few uh, women showed up with a lot of questions about the podcast episode. And yeah. I think one went so far as to even have like written notes is the way he tells it. And of course, he could be exaggerating all this just for chits and giggles to mess with me. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd since eaten it up. I thought it was great. And uh, I think the, the talking point that really was the issue was something about guns. Okay. Huh. So he made it. I don't think he went on like a long winded Trump rant on guns or something during the show. I yeah. think he just like basically said he owned a gun or something. Yeah. yeah. The Kurt huh. Cobain. No, I don't have a gun. Or whatever, yeah. But um, <laughs> something like that, and I, I feel like it was a pretty passing statement. But I guess that just became or made his dates too complicated somehow. His his dating stories are actually kind of fun. Like yeah. he tell, like I've gone to dinner a couple times and heard all about his uh, his Tinder and all the stuff where it's yeah. like. And then I think he went on a date and he was getting close with a girl, not to get, well, who cares, right? <laughs> and uh, he was like, and I think it ended because of, he didn't, I don't know, it was something about uh, white privilege. She had like a very strong opinion on it and he didn't. And yeah. like, it was funny, but. Yeah, he's got just the craziest dating stories. They're always over the most, yeah. at least in my opinion, somewhat trivial, mundane details that become this massive ordeal like I, yes i don't know i mean whatever um i would i would should... do a podcast on that just on his dating escapades alone it's it's very entertaining uh and I, well we've already kind of done it here we're seven yeah. eight minutes in and we haven't even touched your bed yeah, that's yet true. We've, yeah, only that's talked, true. we've only talked about are you gonna edit this or no i don't know although Okay. I'll have to listen to it back and send it to John to see if he laughs. So, <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, if not, then I guess I'll have to cancel him again and then cancel you because, uh, you know, he's in your band. So He would love it if I got canceled. Uh, he yeah. was like, do what you can, which I'm not like John. I mean, yeah. I say some crazy shit, but not quite like that. It's okay to curse, right? It doesn't matter. You can curse if you want to curse. I don't care. Cool. I guess we're just gonna have to bleep it out though. If you own a gun, is is probably the main I own, thing. Yeah. I so, don't own a gun, so, so oh, yeah, we don't. No. We don't even have to worry about that then. You're good. Cool. You're clean. Yeah. You might even clean. be. You might even be married though. So like, none of this really possibly matters. Doesn't matter. No, that's the yeah. I'm married. Um, and so you know, I get his stories. I haven't been single since like the year 2000. So nice. Uh, well, 2002. I've been with the same girl for a while, wow, so. Uh, but I, I live vicariously like through him because that's a world I have no idea about. Just hearing about his dating stories, and they sound terrible. So I don't feel like I'm missing out on much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, congrats on keeping her going for 20 odd years. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty pretty cool. Um, yeah, I imagine you write exclusively love songs about your wife, right? That's that's why you no. formed the band. Yeah, no. Or, um, or husband didn't really specify, so sorry about that. No, it's so, my wife, yeah, I my said, woman. Um, <laughs> I forget to be politically correct at times, so there you go. Yeah, no, I think I've written like one love song, um, 
in that time period but most of my songs are about just how screwed up things are or other or just relationships and yeah um, yeah i mean this band it's about some pretty heavy stuff that's where the songs came from just yeah i was in a band um back in 2010 called it started out called the resistance and then went to green light at the end and i was a singer in that band and my drummer he was one of my best friends uh growing up and he was an amazing drummer but he ended up taking his own life so blah so now we're going yeah. down that rabbit uh, down the uh that rabbit hole of just you know that stuff yeah. but that's where these songs came from like um 2010 2014 i had that band we used to play around northern virginia locally all over the area and then and then I got married. I eventually I went to Nashville for an audio engineering school at the Blackbird Academy in Nashville, and um, and that band ended. And I kind of got into this place in my 30s where I'm like, I'm not going to be in a band again. You know, I'm just kind of past that. Yeah. And uh, you know, then stuff happened in 2020, 2021, and I've always recorded music. I, I recorded local bands for a long time, um, and I was doing that during COVID and everything. But then uh, I started writing songs again and really got the itch to like play shows so uh, that's where this band came from yeah i mean yeah as an overarching topic i feel like it's often a good thing to take a break you know going back to the slang again of course i think john yeah. is taking a break from that but i've had a sneaking suspicion for a while it's not permanent yeah. but we'll see so no. i don't know i feel like it's good though because it just invigorates your interest in it again you know if you do hit pause yeah well i think uh so with john i don't know i found him through craigslist and um i was just looking the, for a the, dude that could the, play. the front pages or the back pages <laughs> yeah the front pages the musician ads <laughs> uh they don't even have those crazy back pages anymore i don't think yeah i think they got yeah. rid of those i've heard yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah like i found him through that and um and then we record all of our songs. Well, we we rehearse at our, our bass player's house and we have like a Behringer 18X Air or whatever. And we just use that to record everything we've been recording. Yeah. And I have an Apollo here. So we'll record drums there, record everything else here. And um, I know for John, I think he got burned out with the slang, just having to write all the time. Like that's exhausting. Yeah. I mean, when I was in the band in 2010, I think I wrote like something like 30 or 40 songs over that period. So you just That's get burned lot. out is a lot of songs. Not all of them saw the light of day, but I yeah. was just constantly trying to churn it out. And I'm back in that mode now with this band. Um, yeah. I don't know. But... I know Felix uh, said he was writing like he took a course. Maybe John did it too. Cause Felix was a part of the slang, but like writing songs like one a day or something crazy like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I know some people do that just as a, you know, a creative prop. Yeah. I mean, I, I write music like every, or for a long time, what I did is I wrote music every day. Uh, the, um, there's a guy in our band, his name's Josh Peterson. He's the lead guitarist and he's the second vocalist. Um, but he was the lead singer in a band I was in called Cobbler, uh, back in like 2006. And he's got an awesome voice. He's a great singer. Yeah. But I just have the time to write and do all this stuff. So, um, and yeah. I, I started writing songs and he was like, well, I'll just play guitar. I don't have to be the singer. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. So he, 
you know, instead of being the lead singer, he's just kind of back and doing the backup stuff and lead. But, um, so yeah, yeah. I, so I write a lot, you know, and for a period I was just writing music all the time. And, um, and I was either sending it to my buddy, Josh, or this guy in Nashville that I know and having them write vocals just cause I didn't really want to sing. And then what happened with my buddy, the drummer that kind of just opened up that door of like, I had a lot to say. So yeah, I'm writing music or lyrics again and everything. But I tr- used to try to write musically like an idea every day. Um, but now it's more just writing songs for the band. So like in the last month, I think I've written like five new songs. So, That's pretty good. It's a pretty good clip. Yeah. I think what yeah. You, to me, you know, what resonates is the, uh, the comment about timing. Cause I feel like, music is definitely one of those timing things at all times mm. you know just like life it uh it only clicks maybe when the timing's right whether that means like the time you write songs or like the time timing of meeting who's in your band and stuff like that you yeah know? if the timing's definitely. not right then oh well right it just doesn't happen well and you got to have the right people too like um before the band started, I had written two songs, recorded them with other drummers and really cool people, great drummers. They just couldn't be in a band. Yeah. And uh, one of them was in Baltimore, a dude named John Love. He's in, he was in a band called The Milestones that I worked with. Uh, I recorded, I recorded and I mixed their album and everything. And uh, I got to record with him and he's a great drummer, but it just wasn't going to work. And at some point, like last summer, I kind of got determined that it's like, I'm going to make a band come hell or high water. You know, I just, I turned yeah. 40 this summer. I'm like, I want to do it again. Nice. I'm ready. I've got the time, you know? And uh, so I found Eric, the bass player uh, through Craigslist. Actually, everybody was through Craigslist except for my buddy, Josh, who I've known since seventh grade. But um, that's wild. I'm glad to hear yeah, Craig- Craigslist is still a thing. So many people I don't mentioned know. it. Yeah. on this podcast yeah. that I'm just like shocked that it's still going. It hasn't been overtaken by something else yet. Yeah. You would think that, I don't know, or like fake posts or scammers or something, but no, it's, that's where I found people for, I also did, uh, what was it? There was a, like, there was a band website. I can't remember. I, I met with a couple people through that too, but Craigslist was, yeah. So I found the bass player. He's like, he's very close to me. Like he lives about 10 minutes away. So, uh, I got him. Then we got a drummer and we jammed with that dude for like two weeks and he wasn't listening to the music or like he didn't come prepared. We just spent the whole time we were jamming, like teaching him the songs. Yeah. And that wasn't going to cut it. You know, um, everybody in the band, like, Josh, me, the bass player, Eric, we were all excited about it. So I'm like, we got to find somebody like a drummer who really wants to be here. And, yeah, for sure. And then like the, I put up an ad and this dude wrote me this crazy email, just super stoked on one of the songs, uh, the past is a ghost. He loved that yeah. song. And, um, and we auditioned him or I went and auditioned him at crescendo in false church and called my buddy, Josh. I was like, yeah, we're done with that other drummer. We got to yeah. move on. <laughs> that was that. Game the yeah. boot. That's cool. Yeah. But I don't know. I hate doing that, but you know, sometimes it's just necessary. And then um about a week later, or two weeks later, I started auditioning guitar players that could do keys and guitar and vocals. And um I auditioned one guy and that just wasn't gonna work. And then I found John 
that night, like I auditioned a guy. It was on a yeah. Friday night. Looked at Craigslist, meshes him, went to his place on Saturday. Monday, he was at band practice and was basically in the band. That's funny. And then a month later, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, just next, next episode, we got to get both of you guys on here. I feel like it's not going to be a complete episode. I know he's going to like, you know, try to hide from this challenge or not a challenge, but yeah. an offer, if you will, for anonymity's sake. But I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. I don't know. He's a good songwriter in his own right. He is. And, he's, a, um, he's good. And, yeah, it was it was really cool. Like, just, I don't know. I found him. I found his ad. And it was like, okay, this is perfect. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, you were talking about timing. Like, it all lined up perfectly. Like, I met the bass player in July. You know, by the end of August, we had the main core and then we added john in september we had a show in Og in october so it's yeah. like just it just all happened really quickly and um you know That's just cool. so many things yeah it was really cool and, and now you'll be on part-time rockstar fest yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's cool uh, yeah or, yeah we're, any I, shows man, we're down for yeah. all of it you know yeah yeah no it'll be cool just, I, I like you guys sound Thanks, man. We just did uh, this Jam and Java, Java Battle of the Bands. Um, we could have just had a show there, but I signed up for it and then told the guy that books or the, one of the owners that I've known for a long time. And he's like, yeah, just do the battle. But that was kind of, it was fun. I won't go into it too much. <laughs> we didn't make it to the second round, but yeah, hey. whatever. It oh, well, maybe you'll, maybe you'll crack a hit song one day and you get the last laugh. Maybe, you know, or, knows? or maybe not. You'll disappear into obscurity like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just on but for the ride. As, it last, you know. as long as you have a good time doing it. That's what matters. Yeah. You know, it's been fun. It's been, it's been a blast. It's been yeah. awesome. Just being a band again and all that stuff. Yeah. I feel like maybe it's, it's not exactly pinpoint here as a reference or an influence for you, but Gaslight Anthem kind of comes to mind um okay. if you're familiar with them at all um so i guess i've I heard them I'm trying to think of a song from them i'm not like yeah. i don't listen to them at the point where they're like yeah I, I think i've heard like one of their hits or whatever so yeah i guess i'm a little off there but uh other bands I mean, of, of that ilk or of that genre i feel like yeah maybe it's kind of where you're coming from i don't know what are your influences i guess that was a long-winded um, way of asking no, no worries. Uh, so at some, I guess there was a good period where Death Cab for Cutie was one where I didn't really sing until I started like, I tried to learn one of their songs and I figured out I could sing like that. And yeah. then from, and then from there, um, but Death Cab's a big influence um, just from my foundation of singing and songwriting. And then um, here recently I found this band which I don't know. Some people, the people that know them are like, yeah, they've got millions and millions of followers. Uh, Lord Huron, uh, or Huron, or however you say it, they're um, they're a big influence, at least from what we've been doing. But it's weird, like when you get just like some of the like for me for a period, I was just programming drums and like adding synths and all this other stuff. But this band's kind of become a guitar rock band. Like, um, yeah, at times I feel like. 
like the wallflowers or Tom Petty kind of come into it, which isn't intentional. Like I never mean for it to sound like that, but it just kind of comes out sounding that way. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, but that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's cool. You need to, well, uh, I should mention that, uh, there's no bio yet for you uh, in Spotify. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, gotta get that's that good... up, updated there. So we, I, people like yeah. me, you know, can uh, research it here a little bit. Yeah, we have a bio. Yeah, we need to put that up there. We have a bio in our press kit. It is short just because we're so yeah. new. Hey, short and sweet. It's fine. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other influences that we might, that we have that people would connect with. But I mean, we all, like me and Josh, we've, uh, the dude that I grew up with, we just, we were in high school in the, in the 2000s and like early 2000s and just like, grew up with like the goo goo dolls and that whole era of like whatever yeah. was going on back when people like listened to radio and everything. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, yeah. But yeah. So I don't know. Those are the, those are the influences I can think of. There's a band called the lonely forest, which it's an, obs- most people have never heard of them, but, um, yeah. but they're definitely an influence. Um, trying to think of anything else. If there's something that, That's- would ring a bell for people i mean i think most people have heard of the goo dolls so especially yeah that's one people of our age um but yeah you sent me a new track called uh whiskey and women yeah and uh what's the story on that i imagine it's mostly done probably coming out soon is it a part coming out on larger is it a part of a larger thing is it a single what's the what's the story so everything we're putting out right now is coming out as uh, it's singles. And then um, we're going to put out an EP. It's going to be called Love and Loss. It's only going to be like five songs. So I don't even know if that qualifies as an EP. It does. But yeah, so we have a song. Well, yeah, Whiskey and Women is the next one. I wouldn't really ca- uh, categorize that as a single, but every song we record, we're going to release as a single just because I think that's how you do it now. Like, yeah. I mean, really we're lucky because we can just kind of record all the time whenever we want. And so my goal for this year is to put out two songs a year uh, or um, a year, two songs a month um, on Spotify. And that's then pretty the album. Good. that's my goal. I mean, um, you know, since we've been a band, we have about, we've, we've played live or at least in our practices and about 10 songs uh, somewhere yeah. around there. And so we've recorded pretty much everything and now we're recording new stuff. But Whiskey and Women is just kind of an album song. Like when I wrote for this EP, it's going to be called Love and Loss. And when I wrote the songs that I've written for that, they kind of all are in a theme where, um, I mean, it's just dealing with people passing and like kind of, and also growing older and just the past. And it's like, it's always kind of there, you know, um, well, yeah, you'll have to forgive me for uh, maybe missing some of the lyrics, but we're listening to it or also seeing the song title. Uh, Whiskey and Women doesn't sound like a song that would be written by a man who's been married for over 20 years. Are you sure John it's didn't, about my buddy. didn't write it's it? About my... No, John didn't write that one. That could be a song from him, I'm sure. Uh, or, yeah, yeah his I don't experience. Think, I don't think John drinks, though, so I would venture to say it's not. Oh, um... I don't, I, now that you say that, I don't, I've never seen him drink. Exactly. Actually, I've never seen any of the guys in our band drink. I mean, I'll have a beer here and there, but 
Yeah. Like we're not, I don't know. Yeah. It's not on our to-do list. Yeah. So you guys but, are out there writing songs about whiskey and women and all this stuff while you're just chilling out, reading books at band practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Drinking. Uh, I'll tell you what we had on Saturday. Um, we were recording. Um, I had the privilege of having a diet Dr. Pepper, like a strawberry diet Dr. Pepper. Oh, wow. So, that's yeah. pretty pretty wild, man. Might be pushing the limits there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we get pretty wild. <laughs> so, yeah, it tastes like cough syrup. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan. But um, at any rate, the Whiskey and Women song, um, that's pretty much my buddy Dave. So my drummer. Okay. Um, he went on tour with this band called Army of Me back in 2006, and he got really into whiskey and double yeah. shots all the time and yeah this out a lot of this album is just about like so he was my other best friend josh is my one of my best friends i grew up yeah. with dave i knew middle school so that that's the whole story of this album so that is a song from his from kind of like i'm writing from his perspective okay um, that's cool. I, I try to think yeah and i try to think of people uh, there's some songs that I'm writing that are about my nephew, uh, who's like 30 years old. Uh, there's just, they come from all over the place where, um, and then too, yeah. I think, I think these people as characters as well, or yeah. know, what's going on. There's bits of me in there. There's bits of, uh, of everybody. And then I've got friends that are going through like divorces and all sorts of stuff and crazy, you know, not fun things. And, um, Sometimes that shit makes it into the songs too, you know, like just, I don't know. I, I try to, I, I, I never, I, I didn't always, I wasn't always able to empathize with people, but I've been learning how to do that. And so that's been helping me with <laughs> writing songs, just putting myself in their shoes and, and then people who are doing crazy shit, trying to think like, where did they come from for this? You know, like, where is this coming from? So do you ever yeah. divulge to your, uh, you know, people that you've written a verse or song about them. Yeah. Yeah. My nephew, uh, <laughs> he's, he's 30. Uh, I was a late life child. Uh, so I, I'm like only, I'm, I'm only like a decade o older than him, but, uh, yeah, I've told him many times about the songs I'm writing about him and everything. And like, yeah, just, and then sometimes like my buddy Josh, you know, I'll, uh, some of the stuff can be about what's going on in his life. And um, there's even lyrics where I'm like, hey, is this okay? Like, you know, just in case so-and-so figures out whatever, you know, like I don't want to yeah. offend people, but sometimes I do throw people under the bus in a song. <laughs> and nice. so, uh, yeah, like my buddy Dave, who's not here, he's not with us anymore. I mean, yeah. I'm pissed. At, I'm pissed at him, man. Like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of what happened there and um i'm angry about it so that goes into the songs you know yeah. it's like yeah it's just all that all the steps of like dealing with the feelings that come from that and so music and writing it's the only way i can get it out and then other stuff going on that pisses me off you know what my buddy josh says is like you don't want to end up in chris's journal like uh, and that, <laughs> that's kind of what's going on oh, my, why not when you get a song written about you? Yeah, maybe not the funnest one, you know, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm coming off sounding very like bitter and pissed off, but I don't know. It's just yeah. the real going on, you know? Yeah, well, I, I'd say you'd sound anything a bit detached. 
mm-hmm. in, uh, in a sort of creative way, I guess. But uh, what's the story on the past as a ghost? So I live in Ashburn. I've lived here since 1993, uh, except for the year that I lived in Nashville. And um, Loudoun County is one of the fastest growing counties in the country. And uh, just this place was cornfields when I moved here. You know, like yeah. we literally drove to a cornfield to play Little League. And now it's just like data centers and top yeah. golf. It's, it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. it's like crazy shit everywhere. Yeah. And um, But, you know, here again, like there's a shopping center about a mile from my house. That's where my buddy Dave lived, his apartment. Uh, there was a, like uh, my wife and I, we went on New Year's to uh, the Japanese steakhouse where they, you know, they flip eggs and cook in front of you and all that shit. And I used to pick him up from there when he was drinking. And yeah. uh, <laughs> everywhere I go is an image of that dude or my father. Um, so I work at a church in Strasbourg um, as I'm the sound man there. And so I have to drive down route seven to 81 like three times a week and yeah yeah so my buddy dave lived there and so i'm driving through all these areas where i used to have to pick him up and do all this stuff and um the lyrics are the past is a ghost uh place uh, people i used to know places i used to go and everywhere i go there is a ghost you know like i mean you know i don't think ghosts exist but it's only what we bring with us you know um like those like the ghosts exist in my mind those people like dave my dad like yeah so that's what that song's about just go, like me living in this area and having and everywhere i go i see these people basically even though they're not here so <laughs> it's kind of shit i guess i don't know um but yeah well, that's that happens when you get older i guess but if nothing else it's yeah. songwriting fodder so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what like passes a ghost abandoned buildings. That's specifically about driving down roads where it's like, um, just being reminded of shit all the time. Um, and then, yeah. yeah. And we have a song called moving forward, which that song is, uh, have you ever watched Ted Lasso? You ever watched that oh, show? Oh yeah. Great yeah, show. I love, I love that show. But in uh, one of the seasons, Roy Kent asks, can we change? You know, do you think we can change? Yeah. And uh, that happens for me sometimes, too, is I'll take something like that. Like, so moving forward, the chorus is, can we change? Or can we change if we try? Um, and that song's just about getting older. I'm, I just turned 40. There's yeah. things that literally, you know, just kind of like physically have been taken away and things. Uh, I, I got diabetes last year, you know, like, oh, well. I don't know. It's just, um, just dealing with like the getting older time going by losing people, losing things, losing even just like freedoms and well, whatnot yeah. stuff. There's, they, there's just things I can't eat, things I can't do. Um, so yeah, I, doubt it. I don't know. I feel like I sound like I'm no. just bitchy. <laughs> I thought you. I thought you were drinking diet cokes, man, or diet Dr. Peppers. What? What happened? Yeah. Well, I used to drink regular coke. So. <laughs> oh man, that's what it was. It was the regular coke, huh? Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I used to say uh, reg- regular coke is diabetes, and diet coke is cancer. So it's you pick your poison. But. Uh, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, oh well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what? Yeah. But. Yeah, so that's 
that's a lot of what those songs are about is just loss and and then trying to move on the next set of songs the new ones that i've been writing it has helped me it's been therapy you know like the next set of songs are a lot more upbeat and a lot more hopeful um so (laughs) that's cool yeah well maybe maybe you've turned a corner like sometimes you gotta write about sad shit and then sometimes you know depending what your mood is or where you are in life maybe write about some happy shit like totally um, doesn't have to be one way or the other necessarily no no i mean it, it is it's therapy for me these songs and like it has yeah. it's it's helped me like the stuff like what past as a ghost is now it's like instead of driving through this area that i've lived my whole life and seeing the bad things i'm coming to the point now where i can look at the good and remember the the fond stuff and not just think about what has gone away you know yeah um, you know yeah. it's been cathartic so yeah well that's what music's for yeah but so, what about you like tell me about like what you've been doing like your music and stuff well it's also a catharsis i suppose an outlet yeah. of sorts like most people um yeah, yeah I, I was working for the fire department for a really long time but i've always maintained that no matter what job i do it ultimately is kind of just a uh you know something that can fund my creative projects mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah i try to find jobs that are fulfilling or seem meaningful obviously as well but so yeah i don't know just writing songs having fun with that these days i'm doing stuff like this um i don't know i play like a lot of acoustic shows now which i never thought yeah. i would do but uh- you know, are while they cover I was riding, gigs or, are they covers yeah. or? Yeah, I mean, we do original gigs too, but yeah. um, to make some money, I've been doing more like the brewery acoustic thing lately. Yeah, which I always, you know, when I was riding the the ambulance around or the fire truck, I was like, you know, that seems like a pretty chill ass gig. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe yeah. I'll just go go do that. And it wasn't yeah. like super intentional. I just sort of like kind of worked out that way at least lately, but, um, yeah, I don't know. So I like writing songs about the tor- turmoil of all that in my life. And then relationships yeah. or people kind of similar to yourself. Honestly, I like writing about my friends or some, something crazy that maybe was going on in their life or my life or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like it's friends, it's, uh, Ted Lasso. Uh, I saw this yeah. interview with Jordan Peele about um, the movie Us. Did you ever watch that movie? It's a, uh, it's a Jordan Peele movie. It's actually uh, pretty good. I guess I'll have to check it out now. I, I was thinking this is a TV show, but that's not it. Uh, it's a, it's like a it's like a doppelganger movie kind of, but it's a horror movie. But yeah, huh. like I, I look oh. for inspiration from all sorts of stuff whether it be movies or uh or tv or anything you know conversations with people just trying to find some bit of something interesting to write about or something that gets me going yeah for me it's usually books if it's not based in real life yeah so i read a lot or at least i try to and uh, if something strikes my fancy and i feel like i can write a song about it then i'll try 
Yeah. With the movie, that Us movie, like, it wasn't so much the movie itself, but, like, his quote about the movie um, that yep. spoke to me, where it was, like, because um, what the movie's about or what he what he talks about in the movie or what, yeah, it's, like, it's completely different. Or it, it's, like, you have to read between the lines to even kind of get what he's saying. Um, yeah. I'll read you the quote that I found. I wrote a song out of this. We haven't put it out yet, but it's this movie is about the country, the United States. We're in a time where we fear the other, whether it's mysterious invaders that we think is going to come and kill us and take our jobs or the faction we don't or the faction we don't live near who voted a different way than us. We're all about pointing the finger. And I wanted to suggest that maybe the monster we really look need to look at has the same face as our face, basically maybe the evil it's us so i don't know i thought that was cool i wrote a song about yeah. it but <laughs> we're watched, still working out that's that's one it's of the not, new ones though right yeah that's one of the new ones um i mean i kind of ripped his quote completely but um yeah it's basically I, about the finger and all that stuff and uh, i mean yeah. i've felt that way a lot of times like i've dealt with a lot of things in my life too and like some addiction stuff where it's like uh, a lot of times like the people that are doing the things that are not right like myself included it's like i'm blaming somebody else or something like that or i'm i'm making other people out to be what were you addicted to uh i have well i was addicted to pornography for years i was gonna guess porn yeah. <laughs> I was say that. Yeah, no, I was addicted. Especially because I thought it would make John laugh. But, yeah, uh, he'd probably get a kick out of that, given his uh, sense of humor. Uh, <laughs> some of the jokes he's told some of those girls on dates where he's just testing to see how far he can push them. Um, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, he, didn't, uh, he didn't strike me as like a drinker or a heroin addict. So I was like, there's only one thing that's uh, got to be here. No, it was porn. Um, and then like for a long time i just thought oh it's porn addiction and then like you like, i ended up going to saa and uh some like sex addiction groups and it's like okay so it goes further than that like it's not just porn it's sex it's the whole thing yeah. like, i think it's just sex addict is like the yeah more addict. broader term yeah so. and but um you know i did that like i went through i think it was about in 2014 i i discovered you know that it was more than just porn addiction it was it was really just that dopamine hit of doing that stuff and um i mean it yeah. was mostly porn but it's an insidious thing you know like it really it, well, it's just most like addictions other, are yeah it's just like any other drug where it just like things go more extreme and whatnot but uh i don't know so yeah i discovered it was sex addiction i went to counselors i almost got divorced like you know <laughs> like the whole thing not because of yeah. it was just you yeah. know she had enough you know so yeah no i shouldn't laugh but like I oh it's okay a, there's like a freudian element of me that yeah. will always think that everything anyone ever does or says is sex-based and mm. it's just a, yeah. this is probably why me and john get along but like <laughs> um you know, like I always say, a band is just an elaborate mating ritual. Ultimately, like I agree with that. Um, it is. It is. You're you're 100 right. First, I always say first and foremost, ahead. everything else is second. Yeah. Well, it's like 
being in a band is a dating relationship. Like, like yeah. break kicking someone out or a band breaking up. That's like breaking up in general. Like it's a very, uh, it's painful. Like, did yeah. you watch the walking dead? Did you ever watch that show? I watched many seasons, but eventually it did start annoying it me. Sucked. So I stopped. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, like the first, like uh, when, when Rick had to kill Shane, like, I don't know if you remember that, but he stabbed him in the belly with a knife. That's what it feels like to kick someone out of a band sometimes, especially oh, someone yeah. who actually gives shit. You know, it's just, it's very hard. But I always said writing, you know, a band is a dating relationship and writing a song is having sex. You know, that's just like, that's yeah. the process. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying though. Um, like, we got, oh, good. Just the whole element of like, like sex being a part of, I don't know, just a lot of motives and things like that. But again, I guess I, I guess I would classify, I would say that I'm a sex addict, you know, that's something, yeah. you know, just well, have to say that meetings. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, shit, Freud would say it's much higher on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm, you know? Yeah. It's uh, not just food or shelter that motivates yeah. us, especially nowadays since we sort of have food and shelter on lock, at least most of us in the first world. Yeah. So it shifts our motivations more, mm. but that's what he was thinking. But he also, you know, mainline cocaine, like a madman and, <laughs> uh, did some other wild shit. So mm. who knows? It's all working okay. hypothesis. Yeah. Yeah. It took, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, I, I've had a good chunk of sobriety from like pornography. Like, um, I went like three and a half years and then I had a slip, but I've had like, I don't know. I don't even keep track anymore. It's been probably a close, no. it's coming up on a year since my last relapse. But, um, like that was a rough ride to get off of just like trying to, no. you know, go, I had to, I went to counselors, I went to 12 step groups and you're in this room for like, like the SAA stuff. You're in room with, in a room with people who've been to jail for, you know, visiting prostitutes, been to massage yeah. parlors, people who've been to jail and back for pedophilia and all sorts. I mean, it's not a fun place to be. It's not a fun, not a fun room. Uh, uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't sound like it, but no, um, speaking of sex, sex addicts, you should definitely check out my favorite podcast. What's that? It's uh, Andy Frasco's. He Andy is Frasco. He's in a jam band and okay. um, he's like a self-proclaimed sex addict. Mm. And, uh, Basically, all they do is talk about dicks and mushroom and mushrooms on the show. Yeah, um, but he's in, his band's like blowing up now, which is yeah. also kind of funny in its own right. Mm, but, that's interesting. Uh, I think you'll get a kick out of that show if you were to listen to it. It's it's pretty fucking funny. Send me a link. Um, yeah, like one of the things that I thought I, I think for me like. A come to Jesus moment or a moment where I just kind of like woke up was uh, I was in a meeting and this guy's talking about like a lot of times guys just they're just bitching about what's going on a lot of times they aren't in the room because they want to be there it's because their wife is about to leave or whatever the hell's going on yeah uh, they're gonna lose a job or you know any of name it you know but it would be something this is an exaggeration like I slept with 12 prostitutes and my wife left me can you believe the bitch you know and it's yeah. kind of like we that, that's an appropriate response to what you did but i don't know so that's one of those things of like the victim mentality 
and um, like of an addict and just uh, avoiding response, uh, responsibility and things like that. So, I mean, to tie it back to music, that's where some of this shit comes from, too, is either being around my like my buddy Dave, he was an alcoholic or um, and I mean, I, li- I literally like Whiskey and Women, like that song. Um, I mean, that was his mentality at times. I mean, he was so destructive with his drinking and then he was a sex addict, too. He didn't know it, but just sleeping around and all that stuff. But yeah. I left him at this bar like i told him we were in a band and i'm like dude if you're drinking if i show up and, and like uh-huh. he lost his license i had to go pick him up i had to drive to berryville which is like an hour from here like yeah. i had to pick him up to do band practice and i'm like and he would get dropped off in our area and it was like if i see you're drinking i'm gonna leave you there i'm not i'm i'm just gonna uh-huh. walk away and i did and it was the beginning of the end of the band it pissed him off it was the beginning of, and I mean, I told him when he joined that band, I'm like, if you fuck up this band, it's probably going to be the end of our friendship. And it basically was. Um, yeah. When, so I left him at a bar and I don't know, but that song is basically his mentality. That's at least how I viewed it from the outside. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, so anyway, yeah. no perspective is correct objectively, but yeah, you know, it does, like I said, make for good stories or, songs potentially so yeah yeah hopefully um i think the hardest part is trying like right now trying to figure out how to get how to get fans how to get people to come to the shows and um and then to i think we're advertising a lot and trying to do get streams and all that bs you know yeah i'm I'm by by no means successful at my at doing it myself however At this point, I feel like I could potentially coach someone else yeah. Yeah. to do it. Uh, specifically, if they're hot, either a hot <laughs> dude or a hot chick, doesn't matter. Yeah. But specifically, if they're hot, I, yeah. and then have very far second if they have a desire to play music. But yeah. if they have two of those things, I, yeah. I think that I could coach somebody because, like, I mean, it, it, it really is about the story of the artist. Like yeah. there's an author that I uh, really like who calls it secular shamanism. And he was the mm. publicist for Michael Jackson on down. And he would just research in real life, like delve into somebody's soul and pull it out of them in a way, in a literary form that even they couldn't yeah. do. And he would spit it back to them and go, yeah. this is like your story. This is your soul. Yeah. And if you're and if you're able to even get close to this in your writing, then mm-hmm. people will flock to you, because the people who have a similar story to you will see it, yeah, and they'll, it'll just find them, you know, yeah, like or, organically or maybe a little more than organically because when you work for a big PR firm, yeah, you can push some shit, but the point is, when it does find the person it resonates with. It'll yeah. actually land because you were very close, if not right on, in in telling your own story. So to me, mm. that's yeah. the whole point. That's the whole game, at least yeah. with most forms of art, but especially music. Yeah. So. Well, I, I, hopefully somebody connects with some of the stuff that are in these songs and can relate to them and everything. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it yeah. comes from me. I mean, like even though whiskey and women that's not me you know that's a that's right. a character but 
it comes from a personal place. And I mean, I don't know when I started writing songs where I was singing like a decade ago, that was usually my favorite thing was writing a song that actually meant something to me. And yeah. so I try to make it where there's at least some nugget in there that's real, you know, not everything's going to be authentic, but I try but to if be... you capture the essence of someone else, that's yeah. also the same shit, you know? Probably. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, uh, but getting into being in a band and doing all this shit again and like, uh, booking shows and doing all the stuff. I mean, that's where we're at that point where we're just going to say yes. As long as all five of us can get on the stage, we're going to say yes and play wherever people ask us to play. Just cause yeah. we, we got, we got to get back at it, you know, um, get in front of people. But well, yeah, come on down to old fish head in June and, uh, can yeah, man. meet, meet the rest of, meet the rest of the all-stars here. Everybody has, yeah. uh, been on the show. And, uh, that's cool yeah yeah it's gonna be fun man yeah we played soundstage and that was cool i mean that was that's an amazing oh, yeah. that's an awesome but um that was our first show that was really cool nice yeah well yeah i'll probably let you all right going back to your evening here soon um is there a pressing date or gig that you should mention. I mean, I can't promise when this is going to come out, but presumably sure. in less than a month. Okay. Well, so. I mean, uh, we will be putting out our, our whiskey and women will be up uh, the 20. What is it? What is whatever Friday is? It'll be up on the 19th. And then two weeks from that, uh, it's going to be a song called I said, Hey, and then um, I think we're going to try to, have actual like physical uh, copies of an album not that i don't even that. have a cd player in my nope. car but we gotta have something yeah. to sell at shows so yeah. i don't know but i think we're gonna have our first ep i'm shooting for march 1st for that like the songs are pretty much done we just have to get everything printed and yeah. then in the spring, do an ep we're gonna do an ep release at some point in the spring and then probably another one in the fall so that's our that's our goal and to play 10 shows this year which doesn't sound like a lot but you know, we're all married with kids and I don't have kids. Thank God. But, uh, yeah, so you, you, you can get out there all day long. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, but, man, that's pretty much it. So we're just going to be putting out a lot of music. So if you follow us on Spotify or Instagram or whatever, you know, you'll hear about it there for sure. Awesome. Well, um, I'll add you to the Facebook group. Uh, if you do have a Facebook or wait, maybe you said you don't. And then you uh, named Josh Peterson. He's or Joshua Peterson. Uh, okay. Yeah, that'd be the cool. I sent you the podcast. All and right. then I added you guys to the, uh, the running playlist that we have uh, okay. for this podcast. So yeah, good to go. All right. Well, oh, thanks, la last. That? Well, no, wait, you sent a song. Uh, all right. Yeah, you sent uh, yeah. Whiskey and Women. Okay. So that'll be the song featured on this episode. Cool. All right. Sounds a good deal. All right, man. Rock and roll. All right. Thank you. All right. I'll see you. Later. Bye. So, yeah, if you made it this far, I just want to say thanks for listening. And the song that you're hearing in the background is called Whiskey and Women. Later.
joy that's not found Got something inside that I gotta get out Got whiskey and women but it don't feel right Trying to find heaven but it's hell I find No matter how I try